Well, our blessed people, um, yesterday we looked at the book of Isaiah, chapter 60, verse 17. And you know, we saw very clearly that uh, the authority, the authority of the blood of Jesus and the authority of the latter anointing and how the latter anointing come pre-established the power of the blood of Jesus in the church is all well demonstrated in the book of Isaiah chapter 60 verse 17. The newness of life that salvation brings and the role, the eventual role of the latter anointing of the Holy Spirit, the latter anointing of the Lord that was promised in the Bible, is well demonstrated in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 17. That is what we saw yesterday. And that scripture says, instead of bronze, I'll bring you gold. So the Lord saying that he would come and renew the church, give the church a new identity, a new name, that in the height of apostasy, when there is a fall, the church has fallen when there is sin all over the church, all over the land, as you see today. Then he spells out very clearly here the role of the latter anointing of the Lord. And he says, instead of bronze, I will bring you gold and silver in place of iron. That is the change of identity that the latter glory comes to give the church to do the finishing job, the finishing up, polishing up job to prepare the church before she enters the kingdom of heaven. Instead of bronze, I will bring you gold. And instead of silver, instead of iron rather, I'll replace it. In the place of iron, I'll put silver. Again, instead of bronze, which probably was the highest value of the church at that time, I'll bring you gold, meaning I'll add value, I'll raise your value, give you another name, where you were bronze, you will now become gold, and silver in place of iron. So where you were iron, you become shiny silver. And it says, instead of wood, I'll bring you bronze, so considering the low value wood, low strength, then now it replaces bronze and iron in place of stones. You cannot compare the two, stones and iron. So raising the value of the church. And then he goes on to say, I'll make peace your governor and well-being your ruler. I'll make peace your governor, well-being your ruler. God promising that when he comes and changes the identity of the church, of his people, then he will add value to them, and then he will bring them peace where they have not known peace. They bring them peace, talk about reconciliation with God. And he says, and well-being, you are ruler. 
for bringing them peace and well-being. This is what we saw yesterday. And no longer will violence be heard in your land, nor ruin or destruction within your borders. But you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. So very powerful right there. The Lord talked me about the change of name, change of identity that he is going to bring to his people. And this scripture is so powerful because it clearly defines the role of the latter anointing that you have had being displayed on radio, opening heaven to bring the latter rain, the latter outpour, the latter glory. And in that rain, you see in Lima, Peru, the Lord essentially not only rained the torrents of the Holy Spirit from heaven, but also gold and crystals. That is just how stunning it is that I will convert the church to gold. She will now be gold in a golden church. A church that defeats the golden dispensation awaiting her in heaven, meaning purification. We know that righteousness and holiness stand for that goldenness, the golden church that I saw worshipping before the throne of God on July 29th, the year 2009. And today I just want to emphasize on the following. That is very, very important that each person, those not born again, and those born again in the church, to be able to capture, to grasp and capture the significance of the latter glory of the Lord, the latter anointing, is very, very extremely, very significant, very important that every single person created by Jehovah be able to catch the importance of the latter anointing and the utility, the value of the latter anointing in their lives. Of course, the creepers are walking, and I know that very soon we're going to have a mega healing service. Very soon there's going to be a healing service at which the Lord again will raise many cripples. But right now we are in the heart of a healing service. Because cripples are being raised every week. We see cripples. This past week we saw three cripples raised in three consecutive days a cripple per day. There will be a healing service again, done through the radio or through our broadcast, our telecast. I know that that, that value that that value each one can see, every person can see that value of the latter anointing, bring well-being and peace to his people. But remember, the bottom line is the righteousness that he draws the church to, the holiness he draws the believers to, the salvation of Jesus he brings to them, that when they see the latter anointing cripples are walking, when you will see the blind seeing, then you will now be awakened. You will be woken up to something more serious. 
you'll be woken up to taking your salvation more seriously, your Christianity more seriously, and prepare for the glorious coming of the Messiah. So the failure to listen to the message of repentance that is coming from the latter anointing is tragedy. That is what the Lord is saying here. That each person ought to recognize the significance of the latter glory and capture it. The gravity of the latter anointing and capture it. Each person ought to recognize that the importance of the latter glory and capture it. The significance of the latter anointing and capture it. Each person. And he's saying, if so doing is so important, then you earn for yourself. But by that obedience, your obedience will earn you a place in the kingdom of glory. Because we know that this latter anointing comes to prepare all created beings, all the church, mankind, for the coming of the Messiah. But the failure, what is it that happens to you when you fail to embrace the latter anointing? What will happen to you? What is the consequence if you don't listen, if you don't take time to listen very carefully to the latter anointing, and now it's open. We see all the nations are tuned in, large numbers, large, large numbers, millions of people tuned in in every broadcast globally. But what is the consequence if you fail to listen to the latter glory, the message the latter glory brings, the latter anointing brings? If you turn with me the book of Daniel, chapter 12, Daniel, chapter 12. Once you get there, we read together verse 10. Daniel chapter 12, verse 10, he says the following. He says, many will be purified and made spotless and refined. So he's talking about purification, sanctification that the Lord brings in his latter glory to prepare his people for the coming dispensation. So it says, Daniel chapter 12, verse 10, many will be purified, purified from what? From sin. Many will be purified, made spotless, and refined. But the wicked will continue to be wicked None of the wicked will understand. But those who are wise will understand. So the Lord draws out a sharp line, a sharp divide between those that will obey the announcement of the latter anointing and the mission of that glory to mankind. The announcement on repentance the announcement on holiness, the announcement on return to righteousness, those that will obey the voice of the Lord at this hour, preparing them. This is the last chapter in the book of Daniel. 
after he's talking about the coming dispensation. And so the Lord draw the sharp divide between those that will be obedient to his voice and heed the voice of repentance. Repent. Repent and turn away from sin. Repent, the Messiah is coming. Repent and be holy. And those that fail to repent. And so he says there is a continuity of lineage, a spiritual lineage, that for those that will obey and be made, first of all, refined, be made spotless, be purified, made spotless and refined, that that refined state of righteousness and holiness they will maintain it eternally. They will continue with it eternally. There is no place where the two groups meet. While the wicked, he says, they will continue to be wicked. None of the wicked will understand, he says. But those who are wise, he says, will understand. So he's talking about one group that will continue to wickedness and sin. And another group of humanity that will continue in purification, being made spotless, refined, holiness, righteousness, repentance, forever like that. So it is a tragedy if you did not listen, if one does not listen to the message that the latter anointing brings to the earth. Why God brings that visitation to the earth? Why God brings the latter revival to the earth, the harvesting of souls to the earth? It will be a tragedy if someone does not listen to the voice of the Lord calling them to return to Jesus in repentance and holiness and uphold righteousness. And in the book of Revelation, chapter 22, verse 11, Revelation 22, verse 11, he says the following. He says, once you get there, he says, let the one, again, Revelation 22, 11, he says, let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong, and let the vile, wicked person continue to be vile. Let the one who does right continue to do right, and let the holy person continue to be holy. So the Lord talking here about the verge of eternity. And he's saying here that you prepare for eternity from here. Eternity is prepared from here. Life on the earth here, while you're on the earth, is where you prepare for your eternity. And that what you choose on the earth here, what you choose here on the earth, essentially defines and determines your eternity. That's all he's saying here. That's why he's saying that that let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong. In other words, those those that have chosen, those that have chosen to do wrong, to do wickedness, to do evil, he says they will continue like that forever. There is no way the two groups meet. And that's why it's very important at this time, no matter how wealthy your country is, no matter how powerful your profession is, maybe you're in Europe now tuned in, or you're in the USA, you're a multi-billionaire in the US, 
or millionaire in Australia or whatever, South Korea, we are wealthy, you are living well there. It is going to be important that you listen to what the Lord is saying right now to the church. It is going to be absolutely very critical that you listen to what the Lord is saying to the earth right now, to humanity. Because he's saying that at this time, each one is determining where they will spend their eternity. And that if you choose righteousness at this hour, it is an everlasting eternal investment into your future. That is your that becomes your line, your track. You go on like that into the kingdom of righteousness, the home of righteousness. But if you choose wickedness at this hour, he's saying it will be a tragedy because that will be your choice, your determination for eternity of the eternities, the ages of ages. And you go into the home of wickedness, which is hell. This is what the Lord is laying here, on the dangers of failing to listen to the voice of the Lord and what he is saying to the nations of this hour. In other words, he's saying, if you don't listen, failure to repent, to listen to the, the voice of the Lord now, there are some such a great evidence of anointing, cripples are walking. That is such a wonderful thing for people to be walking. And he says that if you fail to know the evidence the Lord has made here, God has not but to, to grant your wish. If you choose for this critical time when I have not finished the coronavirus, it's a said here, a big, big tragedy. If you will choose at this time, to pursue wickedness. In other words, disobedience and fail to listen to the voice of God Almighty. And you see, what the Lord is laying forth before you today is that he has presented sufficient evidence on his voice. He has presented evidence enough of his voice that you may be able to understand that this is the instruction of God. For example, never ever, never ever has the devil ever come to a people that are in sexual sin, a generation that is fallen into corruption and lies and wickedness like this one, and told them to start repenting and returning to holiness in Jesus, receiving Christ and return to righteousness. So the Lord is saying, apart from the cripples walking, the coronavirus, the prophecy of the locusts, the prophecy of the big economic meltdown that is coming, the big famine coming, the great unemployment that is coming to the earth, the earthquakes have prophesied. Apart from the prophecies and their fulfillment, and the big anointing raising cripples in the eyes of the world, you see before the cripples healed crawling on the soil, and get up and walk. It's a very dreadful stunning time in the history of the earth. But he's saying, however, the message itself, the message that someone can love you enough to come to you and say, please repent and turn away from sin now and change your destiny. That sin will take you to hell. Disobedience and blackmailing God and the voice of God will take you to the lake of fire. Please return this way, become obedient, receive Christ and be holy. And so, 
It's such a stunning time because the Lord finds no excuse for this generation not to listen to his voice at this hour. Because where there was no hope and the church was headed to hell, he brings hope and says, now you enter heaven. So the Lord does not understand if you cannot receive that. And that's why in Revelation 22:11, as we have read, it will be a tragedy if anybody does not listen to the message that the latter anointing is pronouncing to the earth at this hour. When he's saying, repent, repent ye and receive Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior. Be born again and return to righteousness. Return to holiness. Repent. The message of repentance is a lot of love. It is compassion from God. God seeing that you are heading headed in a wrong direction. Heading in a wrong direction. And God turning you and bringing you back towards the kingdom of heaven. Removing you from the path to hell. And if you see the book of Ezekiel, if you turn to the book of Ezekiel, blessed people. In Ezekiel chapter 3. In the book of Ezekiel, if you turn, will be there to chapter 3. Again, underscoring the same thing, the importance of listening to the Lord now and the dire consequences of failing to listen to the message, the latter glory, the purifying glory that brings repentance, that changes bronze, to gold, iron, to silver, wood, to iron. The Lord talk about the different ages of the, of, of, the, of the dispensation in the Bible. But the ultimate arrival is that gold, the gold you see reigning in Lima, Peru. The golden age preparing you for the golden dispensation when the Messiah himself comes and reigns in the golden city whose streets are gold, the gates are gold. The New Jerusalem, the golden church I saw worshipping in the kingdom of God. Golden bespeaking the tremendous purification that has happened in them. But that they are now pure. They are now wholly purified. And so, blessed people, in Ezekiel chapter 3, it says, verse 27, it says the following. It says, but when I speak to you, I will open your mouth, and you shall say to them, Listen, and whoever will refuse, let them refuse. For they are a rebellious people. Again, the Lord laying out very clearly here the two humanities that are being defined in this age, at this time, when the latter glory is speaking to the hearts of men. The Lord saying, whoever will choose to listen, let them listen. In other words, whoever chooses obedience to the voice of the Lord, let them continue in that obedience until eternity. Their benefit is defined. And whoever does not listen, the Lord gives up on them. He hands them over to their own devices. So that they may now head that way. But if you want to go to hell, 
by continuing sin and disobedience and blackmailing my voice and abusing my voice that has helped you come to rescue you, then he surrenders them to their own devices. Say, okay, then go ahead. I grant you a wish to go to hell. If that's what you want. A very dreadful time, blessed people. Even when Senior Kennedy plays that latter glory displayed in Lima, Peru, a part of it in Central Park, and many other venues, Kakamega he has not played, instant visitation at Menengai 1 he has not played, and many others all over this land and all over the world, at Santa, at, at, at Puerto La Cruz in Venezuela, San Felix, Puerto Daz, in Caracas, Valencia, the places, big healing services have taken place, Goa, India. In Maputo, Mozambique. In Durban, South Africa, in a short healing service, people are healed. Everywhere that God has brought his healing, Brazil, is saying that this is such a dreadful time, you need to be listening to what the voice of the Lord is saying with that evidence. That evidence is meant to establish the instruction God is dispensing and administering to the nation at this hour. And if you turn to the book of Psalms, blessed people, Psalms 81, this is what he says in the book of Psalms 81. Once you get there, in Psalms 81, then you turn with me to verse 12. And in verse 12, he says the following. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts. Remember tonight we are looking at what is the consequence of not listening, not obeying this latter glory that has demonstrated itself, displayed itself so powerfully before this generation. What is the consequence of not obeying this latter glory and listening to the voice of God that is speaking to the nation. It says here, the book of Psalms 81 verse 12, So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own devices. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own devices. The Lord again speaking here very clearly, in his word saying that his patience with mankind in the face of such enormous grace and love and extra mercy, his patience becomes depleted. His patience becomes exhausted. He loses, he loses his patience. It, get, it comes to an end. Then he allows you and he grants your wish to head to the destination you want, which is the lake of fire. And that's why it's very important at this hour to understand the consequences of not taking advantage of the current visitation going on on the earth. And this visitation is bigger than Kenya. I've made this very clear over and over again. That's why you see in the healing services I do, people are healed all over the world. Even again, there's a big healing service coming up. That's why we are fasting now. In that healing service, you'll see again people healed in Finland, in where, in Brazil, all over the world, not only in Kenya. In Kenya, there is like a constant daily healing service. Cripples are getting up monumental healings. 
that belong to the world also. It's bringing revival all over in Botswana, in South Africa. They're playing the same clips, and people are receiving Christ. They're saying this is a visitation in the house, in the body of Christ. This is not for Kenya alone. But I'm saying that there is a consequence if you don't listen to the message that the Lord is delivering through this visitation of the latter glory. What is the consequence? Can we look at the consequence? Because now we have seen that God gives up on you. He allows you to now, he surrenders you to your own devices and allows you to pursue your destiny. He grants you a wish. If you want to go to hell, go to hell. That is if you don't accept his voice, if you don't receive his grace of repentance, his mercy of forgiveness that he is presenting before this generation. The message of turn away from sin, be holy. He says, then you end up in hell. That is the consequence of not listening to this last glory that is preparing the church for eternity. Then you end up spending your eternity in hell. So what is it exactly that happens to you when you don't listen to the current visitation and the voice of God that is speaking right now with such big demonstration of power? If you don't listen, if you become disobedient and you blackmail it, you mock it, you slander it, you show a stiff neck, whether you're in Europe or you're wealthy out there, whatever the reason for not listening. Maybe you are a multi-billionaire, CEO of a big company, blue chip company, New York. You're looking at your stocks are so big. You're living in paradise wherever, abroad there, in Africa, Kenya, wherever, whichever the country. Whatever the reason for showing a stiff neck towards the Lord, out there in the first world. What will be the consequence to you? Can we look at that now? Because we've seen God Almighty saying that there will be two lineages. Those that are obedient, the spiritual lineage of those obedient to his voice and repent and receive righteousness and holiness and embrace the revival. All the time you hear them on radio. You can tell, you can tell in this life who they are. They are on so much fire. And those that say I'm in the first world, I don't need God, I don't need righteousness. I want to be a nominal Christian. I'm in a Christian country with a cross on the flag. So my family was Christian. My parents have been Christian. I don't need to do more. That stiff-neckedness, stiff-neckedness. What is the consequence of not listening to the voice of God right now? What is the consequence of not listening to the message God is delivering to this generation, the last call, using such tremendous power, coronavirus, the cloud of God, heaven is open, creepers are walking just by the mere presence or pronouncement. What is the message if you don't listen to this glory, if you don't embrace it, and you say, um, for me, I belong to another church, me, I'll stay in my church, and the Lord makes sure that everybody has seen it globally. By now, everybody has seen it. They see it. Even Islamic countries, they are seeing. Everywhere, even in Turkey, they write. In Iraq, they are tuned in. Iran, everywhere. Pakistan. But what is the consequence of failing to listen? Can you turn with me now to the book of Revelation, chapter 14? 
Let us now begin to look at the consequences of one failing to grab, to grasp, to uphold, behold, this latter anointing that God has poured out to facilitate the church, facilitate humanity. Let's see what happens to those that refuse to listen to the message of the Lord in the latter glory and repent and prepare for the coming of the Messiah. What happens to them? Revelation chapter 14, verses 9 and 11. And it says, A third angel followed them and said in a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and its image and receives its mark on their forehead or on their hand, they too will drink the wine of God's fury, which has been poured full strength into the cup of his wrath. Do you see the consequence now? For those that don't listen to this last call, the last call by the Lord Yahweh, the Holy God of Israel, calling all humanity, the Gentile church, plus the Hebrew church, in this church age, the Gentile church, calling you to repent and prepare for kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of glory, because after this, he wants to be busy with redeeming Israel. And what happens to those that don't listen is what you see in the book of Revelation, chapter 14, verse 9 to 11. It says, A third angel followed them and said in a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives its mark on his forehead or on their hand, they too will drink the wine of God's fury, which has been poured full strength into the cup of his wrath. They will be tormented. Now you understand what happens when you refuse to listen to this tremendous last call, last visitation, final visitation of God, before all things break loose. He says the following. They will be tormented with burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the lamp. And the smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever. Then he goes on to say, there will be no rest. There will be no rest day or Again, he says, furthermore, there will be no rest day or night for those who worship the beast and his image, or for anyone who receives the mark of his name. So the Lord comes out very clearly to spell out to those that will refuse to prepare now and enter the safety of heaven. Those that refuse to obey the voice of the Lord, pleading with the nations to repent and receive Jesus now and turn away from sin, turn away from corruption, turn away from immorality, turn away from blackmail and mocking God, 
turn away from sexual immorality that has really kidnapped a generation here. Those that refuse to prepare for the rapture, for the coming of the Messiah, to enter the safety of heaven. He says, a dispensation is coming right around the corner, right in front of us here now. It's not around the corner anymore. It's right in front of us now. When after the rapture has happened, the church is taken. It will be unbelievable mayhem. You cannot, you cannot worship the Lord without being slaughtered. And then the Lord hands them over, hands them over their devices. So they end up now worshiping the beast. They end up worshiping the devil. And what is it that happens to them then? What then happens to them that refuse to listen to the voice of God right now? He says, They will be tormented with burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the Lamb. Meaning now you see the other side of the Lamb of God. He has pleaded with you to take his blood, take his redemption, take his salvation. Then when you refuse to listen, with such big evidence, cripples are walking. The blood of Jesus is flowing across the nations. If you fail, then he hands you over to your own devices, your own wishes, your own destiny, your own self-destruction. That you may now enter the lake of fire. Then he says, they will be tormented with burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment, meaning burning them as they're tormenting, as they're being tormented, and the smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever. Then he says, there will be no rest all night for them. Meaning there will be no night time for you if you refuse to listen now and prepare for the kingdom of heaven. You'll end up in hell. God will grant your wish to continue with wickedness until the lake of fire. And he says there will be no night time for those who worship the beast and its image. Or for anyone who receives the mark of his name. This is very powerful, a warning. And the Lord in this warning to those that continue to refuse to listen, those that continue to reject to listen to his voice, the voice of repentance, the voice of return to holiness, the voice of return to righteousness, the voice of purity, the voice of, that is calling out that you may live a separated Christian life in the midst of the worst moral decay of all time. And those that reject that, he's saying here very clearly, some big things will happen to you. God hands you over to your destination, your destiny, your choice. He says, unbearable torment, burning sulfur. And then he says, the smoke of their torment rises forever and ever. That is unbelievable. Meaning, this playing around with sin you see going on now, 
this disobedience to the voice of God, even when the evidence is so clear that this is God speaking to us. Because cripples are being raised in the Rift Valley, Nakuru, Mombasa, Shanzu, Likoni, New South Wales, Australia, Finland, Brazil. The evidence is so enormous, so overwhelming. And he's saying this disobedience, heedlessness, and apostasy that mankind is choosing today in the face of such a clarion call, a clear voice of God announcing the coming of the Messiah in signs and wonders, with signs and wonders and miracles, historic. He says, it is dreadful to disobey. This disobedience and wickedness is dreadful. The consequence is unbelievable. He says, tormented with burning sulfur, the smoke of their torment rises forever and ever. He's talking about eternal hell. Most people thought that when you die, that's the end of you. So sometimes the devil can lie to you that after all, what does it matter? When you die, you will be done. It has terminated you. Not at all. Death is saying here, in this book of Revelation 14, 9 to 11, is essentially saying that death is not the end of your life. Death is simply a door into an eternal realm. And that your eternity, you have already chosen it here at this time, here and now. You will have determined what your fate is. Whether a tree falls to the south or to the north, wherever it falls, there it shall lie forever. In the book of Ecclesiastes, you remember very well. The Lord is saying that serious determination is being made right now by you on a daily basis on the future of your eternity, where you'll spend your destiny, eternity. Where your destiny will be. And if you look at the book of Isaiah 34, Isaiah chapter 34, can we be there with it together? In Isaiah 34, once you get there, read with me, with me verses 9 and 10 where again he presents the same concept. He presents the same understanding that should really drill its way into your heart to raise the red flag that don't play with sin at this hour. Receive the Lord, be righteous. In Isaiah 34, 9 and 10 it says, Adam's streams will be turned into pitch, her dust into burning sulfur, her land will become blazing pitch. It will not be quenched night or day. That blazing stuff I talk about. Its smoke will rise forever. And the other version says forever and ever. From generation to generation, it will lie desolate. No one will ever pass through it again. The Lord presents there again a very 
important principle on the eternity of judgment that playing with sin here today, refusing to listen to the voice of the Lord here now, brings eternity of judgment and eternal judgment. And so this brings us a new understanding of the judgment, the condemnation that happens when the Messiah will judge the rebellious. And he's saying that that judgment will be eternal. Literally eternal. That hell is a real place. That some people, those that refuse to obey the voice of the Lord now, this last call, clarion call to repent and return to the house of the Lord, return to Jesus in holiness, righteousness, fear of God, reverence of God, reverence of the voice of God, reverence to the salvation of grace. He's saying if you don't listen to this latter visitation, the latter visitation that brings repentance, brings purification, changes, changes bronze into gold, meaning purifying you. Changes iron to bronze, brass, purifying you, adding value to you, giving you a nobler cause in your life. That if we don't listen to that, it gives us a bigger understanding that the judgment is eternal. Meaning, everlasting judgment that does not end. And he uses a few concepts there to underscore the dreadfulness of that eternal judgment. He uses the word, he uses the phrase, the smoke. The smoke of the atonement will rise forever and ever. Eternal smoke, in other words. Eternal evidence of the sin you committed on this earth. That smoke that rises forever and ever eternally becomes now an eternal hallmark. An eternal evidence of the life of disobedience you lived on the earth when God was calling people to repent. That eternal smoke that is going up during torment, when you are being tormented in hell, in the lake of burning sulfur, forever and ever, and he says, there is no rest day, there is no holiday, there is no night when you should rest. And forever, eternally, tormented, the smoke that is going up eternally as you are being tormented is the evidence, it testifies on how you really injured the heart of God when he brought your last call of grace. That eternal smoke that goes up, the evidence, the torment, you are being tormented in the lake of burning sulfur, and that smoke that he says goes up eternally, forever and ever, uses the phrase forever and ever, that smoke burning you and tormenting you eternally, meaning there is no end. And he says forever and ever, going up, is the evidence of the life of blackmail you lived when God was trying to reach out to you in repentance 
calling you to repent, you blackmailed that voice. The heedlessness you lived in this age, in this time, the refusal to obey that characterized your life in this time is now evidence that smoke is testifying against you eternally. The unrighteousness you chose, the wickedness you chose, the corruption you chose, the mixed Christian life, whereby you're, you're allowing your daughter to wear a short dress that is pink and, 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 uh, and, 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 and walk out in front of you like that. It, that smoke becomes the evidence. The evidence of the rebellion you staged against God in this life, when God was simply pleading with you, please come to the kingdom of heaven and peace and enjoyment and celebration that are prepared for you. And you refuse to obey. That smoke testifies against you eternally. And he uses the words forever and ever. Forever and ever. I cannot believe that this generation reads the same words and continue in sin. He uses the words forever and ever. Meaning there is no end. Meaning it is eternal. I decided to check forever and ever. What does it mean? Does it mean at one point God will say, I punish them enough so I can now release them? Or it's forever everlasting? The book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 18, I simply wanted to know, how long will be that judgment? And why shouldn't someone take the voice of the latter anointing? The voice of the latter revival, the voice of the latter glory, the instruction of God that is delivering and administering to the earth on repentance and holiness. What will be the consequence of refusal and rebellion? Revelation chapter 1 verse 18 it says, I am the living one. I was dead. And now look. I am alive forever and ever. That statement forever and ever, I wanted to understand, does God judge them and then after one billion years, then he says, that is enough. I have paid, now I'm quenched. Let me release them. How long is that smoke going to testify against them and going to display the torment they are going through? And what does God mean forever and ever in Revelation 14, 9 to 11? Now you see that that statement forever and ever is used by God himself. When God is talking about his life, the longevity and durability of his life, God is using forever and ever in Revelation chapter 1 verse 18, to demonstrate to us that he does not die. He lives on forever. His life will never come to an end. And that made me understand something so powerful about the judgment of those that refuse to listen to the voice of the latter glory. That their torment and judgment will be as long as the life 
Because only repentance could have stopped you from the judgment. But when you die, when the voice finally, the Lord finally takes the church that has repented, and you enter in the eternal realm, or you die and enter eternal realm, you will enter there without repenting. So your judgment is an eternal sin being judged. And that judgment is commensurate with the eternal glory of God that you have offended. That the judgment is going to be equivalent to the eternal glory of God that he prepared for you on this other side and you rejected. So you are given eternal judgment that for as long as God lives forever and ever, you will be tormented and judged forever and ever. There is no end. Hey, let us take a short worship break, blessed people. Then I'll come back and proceed. But now you see the terrible consequences of refusing to listen to this last call of God. God loving mankind saying, please come and enter. Soon things are going to be bad. Everything God has wanted to say, I have said it before the nation. He has said, tell them, after the rapture, the status of the earth will change forever. May the Lord give you wisdom. Do you now see the consequence, the eternal consequences of failing to listen to my voice, calling you to repentance and prepare? I have seen the Messiah coming. I have seen the church enter heaven. Do you see the dire eternal consequences, the tragedy that befalls you when you disobey and fail to embrace the latter glory that was walking? Thank you. After a short worship break, I'll be right back with you again. <laughs> 